0: Thank you for listening in to this podcast from Valley View Church. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like for you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 through verse 19. And I'm going to read from the NCV version this morning a little bit differently. We'll not be completing verse 19, but I want you to hear the first portion of it. As we begin with verse 18, it says this, The Lord said, Forget what happened before and do not think about the past. Look at the new thing I am going to do. I like that. Look at the new thing that I am going to do. It is already happening. Don't you see it? that's where I want to leave it look at the new thing that I am doing I'm going to do it is already happening don't you see it I want to share with you after a word of prayer this morning on this thought and I want you to listen very closely because it will be revealed to us throughout the word today no new leaf start over no new leaf start over Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the time we have this morning to come into your presence, to feel your glory in this room, Lord, as we have so strongly felt already. Lord, your joy has come into this house. Your peace has come into this house. Lord, you know where every person in this room, Lord, you know where they're walking. You know where they're living. God, you know what they're dealing with. And, Lord, I know in my heart that you have brought me with this word today because you want to speak to us. You want to touch us where we are. You want to meet us in the place where we are. And I ask you today, Lord, that you'll let this word speak to our heart. Let it speak to our life, Lord. And may it change who we are, where we are, and what we're dealing with. May it change everything about our life. And, Lord, may it give us a fresh start in life, in your spirit, in your power. And how we live for you. And God, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to share with you for a few moments today, again on the thought no new leaf, start over. So many people in life say, many times, I'm going to turn over a new leaf, I'm going to do things differently. But how often when we make that statement or, or, or we begin to tell ourselves that we're going to do this, how often does it not happen in our life? Well, I believe God sent me by this way today to say to the church that he's not looking for us to turn over a new leaf in our life. God wants us To start over. Now what I mean by that is not beginning over in your salvation or beginning over where you first began with God, but starting over where you are right now in your life. Now why would you say that, Pastor? Let me say it like this. How many of you here this morning would like to have a fresh start where you are right now? Maybe you've made some mistakes and maybe you've done certain things in your life and maybe you've had some setbacks or maybe you've had some failures or you've gone through some very tough places in your life and because of where you walk, maybe you feel empty. Maybe you feel like that you're not where you used to be with God or maybe you're not in the place where you need to be with the Lord. Sometimes we allow the mistakes and the setbacks and the failures to enslave us. And if we're not careful, we will allow them to enslave us to the point that we never enjoy the fullness of life that God intended for us to enjoy. So let me just ask you this question this morning. Are you enjoying the fullness of life the way God meant for you to enjoy it today? I want you to look at 1 John 10 and 10 with me in the New King James. Jesus Jesus said it like this. He said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He said, I've come that they might have life, but I like the latter part, that they might have it more abundantly. But then the Passion Translation said, but I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I like that part in that verse when he said, I come to give you more than you expect. I want to tell you something about God. So many times when we come before the Lord, we come expecting certain things. But how often God gives us more than what we expect? How often does God do more in our life than what we are actually looking for? Now, from that verse of Scripture, that sounds wonderful. But then the Bible also reveals to us, and he lets us understand, that there is also an adversary that we call the devil. He has another name who is Satan, that seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil will remind us of our past in order to keep us from our future. He'll remind us of our past to keep us from where we need to go with the Lord. Why? Because the devil never wants you to start fresh with God. The devil never wants you to have a new anointing. He never wants you to have a, a fresh outpouring. He never wants you to walk in freshness of the Spirit. He wants you to stay drained. He wants you to stay weary. He wants you to stay depressed. He wants you to stay down and out. He wants you to stay under the heavy load because he knows if you ever get beyond the and you start walking in the freshness of the Spirit and the power of God, you'll get on fire for God and you'll get ignited in the Spirit of the Lord and God will do things in your life like you never thought you could do. And the enemy understands that. But can I just stop and tell you, while the enemy's trying to keep you from that fresh start with God, the good news is God makes it very clear that he wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to give you a new beginning. He wants to do something very new in your life. He wants to do something that you have never experienced before. He wants you to walk in Him like you've never walked in Him before. He wants you to know Him like you've never known Him. And He wants His power to fill you like it has never filled you before. Can I just give you this? As the pastor of this church, I would to God that every person in this building would be endued with the Holy Ghost and with power from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, feel and overflowing with the power and the presence and the fullness of the Spirit of God. Why is that, Pastor? Because it is very necessary and important in the hour that we live. But let me ask you this. Isn't it exciting to know that God wants to do something new for you? Isn't it exciting to know that God desires to give you a fresh start? Now, many of you this room may be thinking, well, what does that have to do with me? Let me just stop and tell you, I don't care how far along you are in your walk with God. I don't care how many years you've been serving the Lord. Every one of us need to start fresh every now and again. Amen. Everybody needs to start fresh every now and again. We all need freshness sometimes. We all all need a new beginning sometimes. Sometimes we need a new beginning in our life, not just our walk with God. And understand this, maybe there's some of you in this room who have said this to yourself. You've said, oh, in the past, I'm going to grow in my relationship with God. Maybe you've said to yourself, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to get more involved in my church. I'm going to spend more quality time with my family. The list goes on and on, but it never seemed to happen. Amen? You said, I'm going to do all these different things. But somewhere down the line, it never seemed to happen. But I want you to get this. We've all made mistakes. We've all made some bad decisions that's hindered us sometimes in life from doing the things that we have wanted to do. But the good news is, according to Isaiah 43 and 18, But the Lord said, Do not cling to the events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago. That's the good news translation. The news Living Translation said, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. What the Lord was saying to us is this We've all made mistakes. We've all made bad decisions. But He's saying, forget about what happened before. Forget about what happened in the past. Don't think about what happened yesterday. But instead, look at the new things that I am going to do in your life. Yeah, let's get real. You made mistakes. You made bad decisions. But God said, quit looking at your mistakes. Quit looking at your bad decisions and start getting in my word and looking through my spirit and seeing what i am getting ready to do amen there's not a one of us in here hadn't made bad decisions we've all done it But we got to stop focusing on that, and we got to start seeing where God is taking us. Listen to what God is saying in this verse. Forget about what happened before. He's saying don't think about the past anymore. He's telling you it's over. He said the book is closed on the matter. I like that. The book is closed on the matter. In other words, do not reopen it again. You know what our problem is? We keep opening the book back up. We keep opening the book that's been shut upon our past. We keep opening it back up. Why? Because the devil keeps telling you this and this and this and you keep going back and visiting. I want to tell you something. As long as you keep going back and visiting it, it's going to keep pulling you back. It's going to keep pulling you down. It's going to keep hurting you. It's going to keep destroying you but the minute you make up your mind I'm going to close that book and never reopen it again. I can't tell you you won't walk through other valleys. I can't tell you you won't walk through other trials but you won't visit what going on in that book anymore? You won't be where that book's been anymore. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Listen, God, I want you to get this. I got it in bold letters. God is more interested in our future than he is our past. Did you hear that? Some people think God is stuck on their past. Some people think that he wants to remind them of the things that they've done wrong, that he continually wants to hammer them about the mistakes they made in their life. But let me say it again. God is more interested in your future than he is your past. He's more interested in where you're going than where you have been. He's more interested in where he's taking you now than where you come from before. And I want you to hear this. The future is where you're going to spend the rest of life. Your life. So I feel like the Lord is saying to us today, Forget about yesterday. He's not telling you to forget the good memories. He's not telling you to forget the good things about life. No. He's saying forget the pain. Forget the hurts. Forget the fears. Forget the holdbacks. Forget the hindrances. Forget all the bad stuff about your yesterdays and start focusing on the future of where I'm taking you in my spirit. He's saying forget the former thing. Look at what I am going to do. Who reminds you about a about Israel for a moment. I want to give you just a little background information here for a moment. It's very important. Israel was being punished for their sin and their rebellion against God. God wanted to give them hope and encouragement to His people. He wanted them to know that even though they were being punished, they were not being forsaken by Him. They were being punished. They were having to walk through a tough place, but he had not forgotten them. God wanted his people to understand that the punishment they were experiencing would come to an end at some point. It would not always be. The fact is, God wanted to give them a fresh start in life. He wanted to give them a new beginning like he's wanting to do many of us in this room today. And listen, Israel had no doubt. uh, No doubt they were discouraged because they thought that it was over for them. They thought they'd gone through too far. They thought they'd pushed God to the limits, if you would, and that God would no longer be their God. That was their feeling. But I want you to hear this this morning. Maybe they thought that God would never deliver them again. Maybe they thought it was over. Then, Then that is when they began to remember the former deliverances God gave them. Won't you listen? It took them getting to the bottom, so to speak, before they could start remembering where God brought them from. It took them getting to the low place before they could start remembering the former victories that God had brought into their life, the way God had moved for them. Israel, listen, they could remember the past deliverances. They could remember the past victories of their life. They could remember when they were trapped by the Red Sea and how God brought them through. They could remember how the enemy was about to overtake them and God protected them. They could remember all of this. They could remember what happened before, but they could not see their future. They could remember where God brought them from, but they could not see where they were going. I hope somebody will hear me this morning. Many of us are so stuck on where we've been, we can't see where we're going. We're so stuck on what's happened before we can't see clearly to what God's trying to take us to and that's why God said to them and I believe this I'm going to do a new thing in you and maybe that's where somebody in this house is this morning and I believe it's more than just one or two I believe there's many in this house maybe you feel like you've really blown it and maybe you feel like you've made some decisions that are, you're so ashamed of and you hope that nobody ever finds out about in your life you feel that you've made so many mistakes and you failed God so many times now God does not want anything to do with you anymore that That's what you feel. And that's what you believe. Maybe you feel and believe that you have no future with God. But God sent me by to tell somebody in this room this morning, when you get down to that place in your life and you feel like you have no future with God and you feel like God can't hear you anymore and you feel like God doesn't understand anymore, he sent me by to tell you that the good news is God is saying it's not over. I have plans for your life and I'm getting ready to do something new in you. So it's not about what it looks like, but it's about who you know. It's about what you understand, about your relationship with me. God wants you to understand this morning. You see, if the enemy can get you to the point and the place, they can keep you focused on all the hurts and the fear and the things of the past. He can keep you from going where God wants you to go. But God wants to remind you, I have plans for your life. I don't care how long you've been away from God. I don't care how far you've drifted. I don't care what's happened with you. I don't care where you've been. God said, I have plans for you. And here's the reality, Jimmy Dale. He had plans for you before the day you was born. And the plans of God has never changed in your life. People need to understand that. They need to realize that. Can I tell you this? You were born for a purpose. You were born for a reason. You're not a mistake. I want to say that again, you're not a mistake, you're not a mess up, but you were born for a purpose and I don't care how your birth came about and I don't care what it took to get you here, you are not a mistake, you are meant to be here and listen, God had plans for you before you were ever conceived and the reality is the plans of God have not changed for your life. But you've got to come into a place where you line up with the plan and the purpose of God. Don't to talk to somebody for a minute. I don't know, I'm getting off track here. You can run from God as hard as you want to run. You can run from the will of God as hard as you want to run. You can turn and you can do everything you know to do. And you may say, Well, I love God and I, I'm serving the Lord and I'm doing this. Well, that may be wonderful and maybe you do love the Lord, but if you're running from God and you're hiding from God, will not you listen to this preacher this morning? You can run as hard as you want to run, but you will not run from the will of God. Somewhere down the line, you're going to come into, your life's going to meet reality. Somewhere your life is going to meet reality. Some people have to be brought to a very tough place in their life before they'll obey God. Some people have to go through tough places. Some people have to go through hard moments. Some people have to learn the hard way. But I want to tell you this this morning. You can run all you want to run, but you can't outrun the love and the mercy of God. You can override it. You can push past it. But he'll never stop loving you. You may put. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying this, you may push past the will of God and you may never fulfill the will of God for your life. You may never get saved and you may never find the Lord and you may die and go to hell because of it. But you'll never stop the fact that God dearly loves you. And I want to say this to somebody. The harder you run from God, the more difficult things will become in your life. But the moment you turn from where you are and you run into the arms of God and you surrender your heart, your will, and your life to God, everything about your life will change. It doesn't mean things will always be easy. It doesn't mean that everything's always going to be perfect in your life. But I can promise you this. I'd rather face a battle any day with God on my side than to face a battle any day without God on my side. That was just a little freebie for somebody need to hear that in this room this morning. But let me go back to what I was saying here. The good news is God said it's not over. I have a plan for your life. I want to share with somebody today how you can make a fresh start in your life starting now. How you can make a fresh start in your life starting now. Number one, you have to stop making excuses. I don't care what you where you've been, what's gone on, or what's happened in your life, you can't live in excuses any longer. If you want a fresh start in your life, you gotta stop making excuses for your failures. You gotta stop blaming other people for where you are. Isn't it easy to blame somebody else because what you're walking through, but you don't know the reality? In most cases, you're where you are because of maybe something you did. You with me? So we got to stop using excuses of failures. We've got to stop blaming other people. you got to stop seeing, uh, seeing yourself as the victim of your circumstances. I hope somebody's listening to me this morning. you got to stop seeing yourself in that manner. Other people can hurt you. Other people can harm you. Other people can scar you. But listen to this statement. But the only person that can ruin your life is you. I know it may get a little tough here for a minute. Other people can hurt you, they can harm you, they can do all kind of stuff to you, but nobody can ruin your life but you. What do you mean, Pastor? Nobody can ruin your life without your permission. You have to give somebody permission to ruin your life. You have to give somebody permission to ruin things about you. You have a choice. You can choose how you're going to respond to your hurts. You can choose how you're going to respond to your fears. You can choose how you respond to the things of life. The Bible said in Proverbs 28 and 13, good news translation, you will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sin confess them and give them up, then God will show mercy to you. In other words, he was saying this, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful, but if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. If he's willing to confess and forsake them, he gets another chance at life and another chance for the walk with God. He gets a fresh start, if you will. What he's saying is, the starting point, the starting over, is to be honest and to face up to the problem, to face up to the failures in your life. That's very the next statement very important. It's a hard thing to get people to admit they're wrong. Amen. Amen. It's hard to get people to admit they're wrong. So often we don't want to come to that place in life. People don't like to admit they've made a mistake. People don't like to admit that they have blown it. But God says that if we'll admit the mistakes of our life and we'll admit our failures and we'll admit our sin and repent of them, then we will get another chance at life. We can find salvation in the saving grace of God and we get another chance at life. In other words, the Bible's telling us we need to stop making excuses. Admitting When we have faults and repent and get on with life. Amen. I'm going to remind every one of us, starting with me, of a very hard truth in this room. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Amen. I remember the old song, Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I remember that song. If that be the case, I must be the most humble person because I know I'm the least of perfect. And all of us have to understand, and we have to come to that place in our life. Listen, people, and I want to be very careful with this, but people who are very good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. People that are really good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. What do you mean by that, Pastor? They're so busy trying to think up things and reasons why they cannot do what they're supposed to be doing that it occupies everything about their life. I know that's not popular, but we got to hear that this morning. God is saying if you want a fresh start, you've got to stop making excuses, and you got to get On with life and your relationship with God. Number two, take an inventory of your life. You want a fresh start? Take an inventory. What does that mean? Evaluate all your experiences. Look at what you have left after the failure. Look at what you have left after the failures of your life. Take an inventory of your life experience and learn from them. That's the way you start over. That's the way you start fresh. In Galatians 3 and 4, Good News Translation, did did all your experience mean nothing at all? Surely it meant something. Then the Living Bible said it like this. You have suffered so much for the gospel. Now are you going to throw it all overboard? I can hardly believe it. What he's saying is you've gone through a lot of stuff. Did it mean nothing? We have to learn from our mistakes. We have to learn from our failures. We have to learn from the places we mess up in life. This is important. Failure can be your friend or it can be your foe. I said failure can be your friend or it can be your foe. You make the determination by the way you react to it. You determine it by the way you respond. You can choose to learn from it or you can choose to repeat it in your life. So the failures that you have made in the past, are you going to learn from them and move on? Are you going to keep repeating them over and over and over in your life and keep letting them drag you down? Listen, if you learn from it, then it can become a friend unto you. Who would ever think failure could be a friend, but it can open your eyes to a lot of things in your life if you're only willing to learn from where you are and where you've been and what you've gone through? Amen. Number three, you got to act in faith. Listen, this is the third step to getting a fresh start acting in faith. You got to launch into new territory. And I'm speaking to some people in this room. It's time for you to get out of the same old rut you've been in. It's time for you to get out of the same old place you've been in. You've been walking around and around that mountain like God's people did in the Word. You've been walking around and around that same old mountain for so long. You keep making the same trip over and over and over again. God said it's time for you to launch out into new territory. The Bible says the key to changing anything is your faith. If you're willing to release your faith, you can walk in new things with God. If you're willing to release your faith, you can experience new things in God. If you're willing to release your faith, you can experience the power of God like you've never experienced it in your life. Listen, if you want to change your circumstances, it's going to take faith. Now here's one for you. If you want to change your personality, it's going to take faith. Pastor, what's that got to do with faith? If you want to change who you are, you got to have faith enough to believe that God can do it if you'll let him. Amen? If you want to change anything about your life, you have to have some kind of faith going on in you. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 9, 29, King James Version. According to your faith, be it unto you. The New Living Translation said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then the Passion Translation said, you will have what your faith expects. You know what all that tells me? It all tells me this. We tend to get out of life what we expect. We tend to get out of life what we believe for, what we expect to happen in our life. So let me ask you this question. What are you expecting in life? Are things getting better or are things getting worse? Are things happening the more way the more you want them to? Are they going the opposite direction? Are they going to be the same or are things going to change for you? What are you expecting in your life? Listen, if you act in faith, then you'll do something positive to ensure that you will not repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. I want to read to you from Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 this morning. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those that entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his Attention. The latter part's what I want you to get. Expecting to receive something from them. He gave them his attention. Why? Because he was expecting to receive something from them. This man asked for something and expected to get it. Why? He got, but listen to this he asked for something, he expected to get it, but he got more than he asked for. He got more. He asked for an arm, but the Bible said he got divinely healed. So here's my deal Do you want a few coins in your hand, or do you want to be divinely healed? Do you want to be set free? Do you want your life to forevermore change? I want you to understand this man asked for something believing, and he got more than he asked for. Now let me give you another side of this for a minute. Many times we ask for something and we expect to get nothing and we get exactly what we expected, nothing. How often does that happen in our life? We ask for something and we really don't expect God to move. We really don't expect anything to happen. And guess what? We got exactly what we expected. Nothing happens. Because we didn't release our faith, because we didn't believe God, because we didn't trust the Lord, because we didn't stand firmly upon the Word of God. What we need to do is this we got to learn from our past, and we got to act in faith for our future, and we got to look for God for guidance in the midst. Amen? Let me say it again we got to forget about our past, and we got to focus faith upon our future, and we got to trust the guidance of God to get us where we need to go. The next thing I want to point out to you is this you have to read. Focus. If you need to start fresh in the Lord this morning, you have to refocus from where you are to where you feel like you need to be. You must refocus your thoughts if you want to change your life. I want somebody to hear that statement. You must refocus your thoughts if you want your life to change. Now, this is not part of what I'm preaching, but I'm going to just stop and say it while I'm here. You keep thinking the same old way, you're going to keep walking the same old way. You keep thinking the same old stuff, the same old stuff's going to keep happening in your life. You keep pondering on the same old things, the same old things going to keep going on. But the moment you change the way you think, the moment you change the way your thought process and you start seeing things different, and you, start, you will start acting different, you'll start living different, and guess what? Things will start being different in your life life. Amen. That's very important. You must refocus your thoughts if you want your life to change. If you want a fresh start, you have to think differently than what you're thinking right now. You have to rethink the way you think. Proverbs 4.23 said, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Did you hear that? That's the good news translation. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Let me just stop and ask you this. If your life is shaped by your thoughts, how in the world is your life going lately? That's something to think about, isn't it? Hey, Keith Owensby, if your life is shaped by your thoughts, how's your life going lately? Now, you need to ask yourself the same thing. Because here's the reality, if your life is going the way you're thinking and you don't like the way your life's going, guess what you need to do? You need to change the way you think. And if you don't know how to think and you don't know what direction to go, let me tell you how to change it. Get in the Word of God and He'll get you, oh my God, I feel Him. He'll get you on the right thought process and the right road to get you in the right direction to change everything about what you're dealing with and what you're going through. Amen? Amen. The way you think determines the way you feel. And the way you feel determines the way you act. Most of the time, the way people act is because of the way they're feeling inside. If they're grouchy, grumpy, usually it's because of something that's going on in their life. Amen? So let me make that last statement again. The way you think determines the way you feel, and the way you feel determines the way you act. And if you want to change your actions, just change the way you think, and it will inevitably change the way you act. Let me give you an example here. If you are depressed, discouraged, and distressed, somebody listen to me. If you are depressed, discouraged, and distressed, it may be because you are thinking depressed, discouraged, and distressing thoughts. And I got news for you. If you think depressing thoughts, you think I'm long enough, you're going to get depressed. You think distressing thoughts, you think I'm long enough, you're going to get distressed. You know why? Because those thoughts change the way you feel, and it motivates how your body and how your life responds. Somebody hear me. You do not have to think the way you are thinking. You can change how you think. Romans 12 and 2 said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You want your life to change? Renew your mind. You want the things around you to change? Renew your mind. You want what's happening in your body to change? Renew your mind. If I have to refocus my thoughts, listen, to start over, to get a fresh start, that means I have to stop thinking some old patterns. Did you hear that? That means I have to stop thinking some old patterns. What does that mean? Which memories are you still rehearsing that keep you from getting a fresh start? What do you keep rehearsing over and over in your mind that keeps your life from changing? What is it you keep rehearsing over and over in your mind that keeps you from going forward in the Lord? It keeps things from being different in your life. The Bible compels us to let it go. Let go of those things. The Word of God compels us to do so. And I want somebody to hear this. The more you hold on to that memory, the more you rehearse it, the more it continues to hurt you. The more you hold on to that memory and the more you rehearse it, the more it continues to destroy you, to depress you, and to distress you in your life. But remember this. It cannot hurt you without your permission. I want somebody in this room to hear me. The more you keep pondering on that memory, you're just giving it permission over and over and over in your life to hurt you and to destroy you and to tear you down. So here's the reality. Nobody else is hurting you. You're hurting yourself because you're giving it permission. You know, it's kind of this way, and it's not in my message, but I'm going to say it while I'm here. It's kind of the same way about forgiving somebody. When you do not forgive somebody and you do not release something, guess what? That person's not still hurting you. You're still hurting yourself because you're you're allowing that unforgiveness. You're still giving it permission in your life to hold you bound and to hold you back. That person's probably moving on with their life and going on and doing their thing. And you're being destroyed back here because you can't let it go. You can't release it. You're like a dog on a bone. You got locked into it and you will not let it go. But I got news for you. That person's not the one that's hurting you. You're still giving permission to that unforgiveness in your life to hold you bound and to hold you back. But the moment you give, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. The moment you give the Word of God permission to overpower that unforgiveness and to deliver you from where you've been bound from, will be the day that you get the freedom in your life that you've been needing for a long time and you'll feel the joy of the Lord like you haven't felt the joy of the Lord in a long time in your life. Now listen to me. You have to change your mind. You have to let it go. Somebody understand that morning, this morning. You have to get rid of those painful, hurtful memories of shame, guilt, and other things to be able to move on. Somebody said, well, how would I do that, Pastor? How can I get to that place in my life? First, you say, many times people say this, well, I've confessed to God, but I still feel guilty. I've confessed to the Lord, but I still feel guilty. How do I get rid of my painful memory? Listen to this. Not by resisting it, but by replacing it. I know this is not popular preaching, but I hope you're listening to me this morning because I'm talking to some people in this house. You've been trying to resist that painful memory for a long time, and it's got you nowhere. It's not going to go away by you resisting it. You're going to have to replace it. What you need to replace it with is with the Word of God and what the Word of God has to say about the matter in your life. Listen, what are you doing what, you, what are you doing with the whole time? that you say you're resisting it. You're thinking about it over and over and over again. Stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do want in your life. I hope you hear that this morning. Stop focusing on what you do not want and start focusing on what you do want in your life. Get your attention on something else. Refocus. Get your attention on something else. Refocus. Focus on God's Word. Meditate on God's Word. Focus on God's Word. Meditate on what it says. Listen, meditating on God's Word simply means rehearsing God's Word in your mind. You know what that means? That means you're playing it over and over just like you do when you're watching that favorite movie and a certain line comes across there and you'll back it up and listen to it ten times because you like it. Amen? Go ahead and make my day. How many times have you backed that one up? That's the same thing that happens in the Word of God. When you meditate on the Word of God, you're rehearsing it over and over. You're backing it up, rewind, and play it again. Rewind and play it again. Rewind and play it again. Rewind and play it again. again. You're meditating on what the Word of God says. And the more you meditate on the Word of God, the more it gets in you, and the more victory comes alive in your life. Oh, I feel him. You think on it over and over what it means in your life. And listen, as we fill our mind with God's Word, it begins to change our mind. As we begin to fill our thoughts with the Word of God, it begins to change how we think. And when we stop changing how we think, somebody listen to me, we stop seeing ourselves as others see us. Robert, we stop seeing ourselves as we used to see ourselves and we start seeing ourselves the way God sees us so when you start meditating on the word of God and you allow the word of God to become so deep and real in your life it starts helping you to see everything about your life differently and when you start seeing through the eyes of God everything changes and the final thing I want to point out to you this morning is this if you want a fresh start you got to trust God like you've never trusted God before. One key word, trust. Trust God to help you succeed. You have to depend on God. I know this is nothing new, but I'm telling you, God kept stirring this in me over and over and over and over again because somebody needed to hear it. Somebody needed to understand it. We cannot change who we are. Only God can do that. Sometimes, D.D., if I could change who I was, I'd be something else. Because I'd change some things about me. I'd fix, David, what I feel like need to be fixed. I'd be different. And probably in my eyes, I'd be something else, but in God's eyes, I'd be a mess. You Understand what I'm saying? If I could fix me, Lord, what would I do, Nathan? But here's the reality. We cannot change who we are. Only God can do that. We can change how we think. And by changing how we think, we can change how we feel. And it changes certain things about our life. But only God can truly change us. Somebody hear me. You must give God complete control of your life. This is where it all comes down. You must give God complete control of your life. When someone becomes a child of God, they become a brand new person inside. They're not the same anymore. A new life begins in them. A new way of living begins in them. And I love the fact that God specializes in new beginnings Casey. He specializes in a fresh start. He specializes in giving us another chance. He specializes in helping us do things a different way. And those new beginnings, it's called being born again. The chance to start over. And we can have that in our life. But I want to end where I started this morning. God's not looking for you to turn over a new leaf. Anybody can turn over a new leaf, but it doesn't mean anything's changed. Anybody can turn over a new leaf, but it doesn't mean things have changed about your life. So God's not looking for you to turn over a new leaf. He wants to give you a whole new life. He wants you to start over. Not back at the very beginning, but right where you are. Right. I want you to stand to your feet with me all across this room. (laughs) God, I feel your spirit in this room. I feel an urgency in my heart and in my life. There's something so real and so powerful, God, you're wanting to do in this house right now. All I ask, Father, is that you prepare the hearts of the people to be open to you and for them to be obedient your spirit today as I conclude this message this morning I want to ask you this will you have a fresh start will you have a new beginning it's your choice it's your decision and there's people in this room you know exactly what I'm talking about because you feel it in your heart right now you know exactly where I'm coming from because you feel the spirit of the Lord dealing with you right now and you don't know the truth of the matter I'm talking to lost people I'm talking to God's people I'm talking to everybody in this room I'm not leaving anybody out so no matter what side of the spectrum you're on God's talking to us today your choice your decision. And here's where it comes down. You got to stop making excuses. I'm talking to somebody. You got to stop making excuses. You got to take an inventory of your life. You got to act in faith. You got to refocus your thoughts. And you have to trust your God. And when you come to the place that you can do that, everything will change. I want to ask you some questions, and as I do, I open this altar up this morning. A lot of times I'll call the church, but I just feel like I need to open the altar up this morning. And I'm just going to say it to you like this. I don't care why the re- what the reason is. Don't care what it's about. Maybe something totally different than what I preached or totally different than what I've said. But if you feel this morning the Spirit of the Lord leading you to this altar, It's open to you now And I ask you to get out of your seat And make your way to Him Today And as I open it up like that I want to ask you these questions And I ask you to be open to the Lord this morning Do you need a new start? Do you need God to do something fresh in your life? Do you need to refocus? Do you need to trust? Think about it this morning. Do you need to act in faith? Do you need to stop with excuses? I'm just going to ask this Do you need to be saved? Do you need God to change your life? No more new leaf. Start over. This altar is open. I'm asking every person in this room that feels the drawing of the Spirit of God, get out of your seat right now and get out of here. Hurry, 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 hurry. All over this room, you feel the drawing of the Spirit of God. Get out of your seat. Get out of here. Hurry, hurry, hurry. He's talking to us. He's talking to us. Thank you. They're coming from the balcony to the floor. Come on, all over this house. You feel the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord speaking to you this morning. Get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. Hurry. I just got to say this I feel it this morning enough with the excuses I hear the Lord saying to us enough with the excuses God's saying trust me with all of your heart trust me with everything